pulpit tonight. God bless you, Brother Ford. Come on, keep on praising him. Come on, keep on praising him. Come on, keep on exalting him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. I told the Sunday school class this morning, I said I preached a message many, many years ago. Well, it hadn't been that many years ago, really. Probably been longer than a good percentage of you people that have been still alive. Hallelujah. Probably been 30 years at least. But um, when praise becomes worship, I told him I think I might have had it backwards. Worship turns into praise. Because it's at that altar of sacrifice that the death occurs and the and the fire is built. And, and it's from that place of death and the fire that burns the sacrifice. That a burning coal and ember is taken and put in the golden censer that you are today. And that burning fire that's built at an altar, when praise and worship goes up, it's a sweet smelling savor unto God. And there's access, Hebrew says, into that that is within the veil. Unto that that is within the veil. I want my praise and my worship to be pure. For the time is coming and now is when true worshipers shall worship him in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Well, hallelujah. And so tonight what I want us to fail not to do is to allow our praise and our worship to be tainted by the work of the flesh. I mean, enjoyed your lesson this morning. I didn't get to get to it. I didn't realize. I, I just sit down and started talking. I didn't realize I'd been talking for as long because when he said uh, church is out, I looked at my phone. It was 11.58. And I was fixing to get started in the lesson. I had no idea. It just went by like. I said, does it seem like you've been in here that long? Or is it just, maybe I'm just getting to be, ain't Diane, maybe I'm getting to be an old man. I hadn't got any younger. When I was born, I started getting older. You're one day younger. No, you're one day old. Okay. How old is he? <laughs> well, praise God. But anyway, 
I'm going to try to um, pick up where I left off, not sort of kind. I may say the same thing. I may, I just may say the same thing I said last time. And, uh, and if I do, maybe that'll be all right. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't really get to the crux of the matter. There's an old song, and I don't know if any of you know it. My help is not here that probably we would would know it. And uh, but it goes like this. Oh, how sweet the name of Jesus. How it calms my doubts and fears. And how it my soul with longing when that lovely name I hear clouds roll back the sun starts shining the pain and heartache it all disappears and my Burdens lighter, the day is brighter. Why? When that lovely, lovely, lovely name I hear. Aren't you glad for Jesus tonight? It brings you everything that you need. It brings you everything that you need. I'm going to be, I'm going to be cognizant of the time. Lord bless you. Hallelujah. And uh, try not to hold you too long. That, uh, but uh, it's 7 And if I hold you to 8.30 or 9.30, it won't be too bad. Tomorrow's Monday, though, isn't it? Well, you got me confused. So we'll, we'll try not to. But no, I just want to, I just want to try to... Uh, get to something that I didn't quite get to uh, last time, and um, if that's all right, everybody say amen. So let's read, um, let's read again, let's go to Romans the 8th chapter again, and let's read uh, 826. 27. And, uh, I forgot to give the sound guys a heads up tonight. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even think about it. I'm so sorry. Uh, I happen to think about it right now. Hallelujah. I did think about it three hours, two or three hours ago, but uh, that wouldn't have done us any good either, would it? Hallelujah. But, uh, Let's, uh, let's read that and uh, Romans 8 and 11. Let's read Romans 8 and 11, then we'll go to 26 and 27, and we'll cut it off there, and I'll just, I'll just go and start talking, okay? Everybody good? Everybody got it? Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies 
by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Everybody say his spirit. Now you've got your spirit, but if you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost according to the scripture, that's what the word of God says, then you've got his spirit. Well, brother Ford, his spirit moves on people and his spirit works through people, but you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Except you receive it the way they received it in the book of Acts. Pray tell me which one of the disciples do you think that was in the upper room that day that done all the miracles that God sent them out to do and heard all the word of God and he breathed on them and said receive you. How many of them do you think that the spirit of God had never touched and never worked through and never been But they were all in the upper room and received the gift of the Holy Ghost, just like you got to receive it. And it came as the sound of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And they all, everybody say they all, spake with tongues and magnified God as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. There was no crowd. There were no Medes and Parthians and Cretes and Arabians and from all over the world, the Jews and people that was there in Jerusalem for the feast. There were none of them to hear that, but it happened in an upper room in a closed setting. He said, for tarry ye in Jerusalem till you receive the promise of the Father. And so the promise came on the day of Pentecost. Spirit dwelleth in you. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Let me read 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. The service almost has, almost has just been this. This. The Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit, everybody say the Spirit, itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh it's that word again, intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And I don't know what you titled it the last time, brother, but this is just part two. But I want to talk about the work of the Spirit in our lives work of the Spirit in our lives. Everybody pray. Let's pray. Let's ask God to help me to talk. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. It's quick and powerful. It's a burning flame of fire in the heart and the bosom of those that love God. That their passion is for God. And their longing is to be in the presence of the Lord Jehovah. 
and to be what he desires for them to be. God, help us tonight to listen to what the Spirit would say to us. It's the day. It's the time. It's the hour of the soon appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is our moment, God. These are the times in which we find ourselves, that you have placed us for a specific purpose. Oh, God, in your kingdom today, Jesus, anoint us with faith and power. Let the power of your word grip our hearts and our minds tonight. Help me to do a good job, Lord. Help me to speak what you would help me to say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord bless you. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord one more time and let's love him before you're seated. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. Lord bless you in Jesus' name. And uh, if, 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 if you don't know, uh, our dear brother Ari Prado passed away uh, here a while back, and they had his funeral service, his going home service, memorial service yesterday. And uh, some of this stuff, I, it, it just, uh, when I was... Today, and I, I would think about how he preached. Uh, I, I, this, I thought about him. I thought about him. Uh, last week, we, I mean, last month, seems like a week maybe or so, time has a way of speeding up when you get a little older. Hallelujah. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm trying to stay with this thing right here. Hallelujah. I like to turn my head, and I don't like to hold this all the time. Praise God, but uh, I understand that it don't get a good pickup for the people that want to listen later or that's listening online. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord bless them in Jesus' name. But, uh, but, 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 but we talked about the, 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 the power of the work of the flesh and, and how we got where we are today and, and the things that you know we have to deal with and and the thing that God has instituted for us to be an, an overcomer. And so we know that he came and, and he bled and died at Calvary so that we could be free from the law of sin and death or, or that, we could, uh, that he became sin and uh, he became a, a vile and putrid something, however you want to say it, just he became the worst of sin and he took it and hanged it on a tree, nailing it to the cross, taking it away into the tomb with him, triumphing over it in this life, burying it, and raising it in the newness of life so that we, through him, might have that same kind of life today. And so we that are, you know, he came at like us so that, so that he could take away the sting of death and the power of the work of the flesh that we find ourselves in, housed in a, in a body of death and a body of decaying, putrid flesh, if you please. And so the Lord Jesus, uh, the mighty God of heaven, your lesson today said, uh, the mighty God in Christ. And I sit down, I said, uh, you know, I wonder where this guy got this. You know, and I mess with their minds. Look, I, I'm sorry, but I just do. Because I want them to grasp and know in whom I have believed. 
I don't mind, I don't mind you being confident and, and just blurting it out, Peter. You might not get it exactly right, but at least you got enough in you to say, I believe it's this. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, at least you got an unction to say something and to speak. But, but to wit that God was in Christ, right? Reconciling the world to himself. And he came, Pastor Moore, and, uh, and when he, he came, he said, you know what? He says, I'm going to leave you something, but you got to tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. And uh, it's going to be uh, called the Holy Ghost. It's going to be my spirit. He said, I'm with you, but I, I, I shall be in you. And I'm, I'm going to leave you the promise of my father that he said he would send to you. He said, so tarry ye in Jerusalem and Acts. He said, until you be endued with power from on high. And so uh, they found themselves in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Ghost came down. Now, when we talk about uh, the gifts of the Spirit and the operating of the Spirit of God in our lives, we have to first recognize that there is no operating of the gifts of the Spirit in our lives without the Spirit that gives the gifts. Does that make sense? So if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna work in the gift of uh, well let's just read it and I, I won't I won't I won't bring it up to conjecture or or anything but but if you're gonna um, if you're gonna be used of God and work in the gifts of the Spirit there's got to be uh, the Spirit that maketh intercession with us for us with groaning. I guess I'm going to have to hold this uh, or pin it right here. But not my praise God. Uh, and so help me, Holy Ghost. Well, let me get sidetracked here. I got just a little time and a long way to go right now. Hallelujah. He said 12 chapter, 1 Corinthians 12. He said, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Know ye, ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. Now, you can call yourself a Jew, you can call yourself a Hebrew, uh, you can call yourself any kind of thing of any kind of religion. But if you say that Jesus is accursed or, or that way is accursed, you're not speaking by the mouth of the Spirit of God. You're speaking by the spirit of error and of the enemy. Let's go on. He said, no man speaking by the spirit of God or the Holy Ghost calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. Now, there's a lot of gifts. But by one spirit. Are we all baptized into what? One body. We're going to get to that. It'll, it'll get to that too. I got a lot of stuff to say. In a short time to get it said. So let's go. And there are differences of administrations. But the same Lord. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who's above all, through all, in you all. 
Well, hallelujah. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self-same Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, you don't have to be satisfied with having one gift of the Spirit that you can operate in. I always pray for myself, but I pray for my pastor that God would anoint him with every gift of the Spirit. As your man of God, you ought to want him to be more anointed. You ought to want him to be uh, 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 used in the things of the Spirit to have access to the ways and the thoughts of God more than anybody else because he's in the leadership role and where the head goes, the body goes. Okay, your lesson today. That's why I asked you if you enjoyed your lesson today. John said, I must decrease that he must increase. I'm older than him. And I got my call before he. In the flesh. The natural speaking. I started my ministry before he started his. How come I have to. Why is it going to cost me all of this now? No, he said his ministry wasn't very long. But I tell you what he was. He was a burning and a bright light for that moment of time. He said of a woman, born of a woman, there's not been another like John the Baptist. <laughs> well, hallelujah. And so, uh, and so God is wanting for the church. The church has got to be in a place, Pastor Moore, we have to get to a place where the gifts of the Spirit are operating in the church of the living God for us to be a viable and a powerful entity of Christ our Lord and Savior for us to emulate or to be like Him or to, uh, you know, for them to see that we are just like him. And they took note of them that they had been with Christ. And so they called them Christians. And there's a lot of opinion why. But here's, here's me. You know, if it's wrong, it's wrong. Hallelujah. And, you know, and I'll be wrong in everybody's eyes but mine. Hallelujah. Praise God. But they called them Christians first at Antioch. Because you know what they were acting like? They were acting like that Jesus man. Hallelujah. What were they doing? They were touching lives. They were changing lives. People were being healed. People were being raised up from the dead. People were receiving their sight. Blinded eyes were open. Lame began to walk. People that couldn't talk began to talk. And so God was working with them. And it says here that for to one is given 
the spirit of the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to diverse to tongues and interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self-saved spirit divided to every man as he will. For the body is one and hath many members. Now, we say this a lot and we talk about this a lot. But all of this is talking about, about the body is dealing with the gifts of the spirit. I don't believe God puts anybody in the kingdom of heaven that he don't give a gift. He gave one five, he gave one two, and he gave one one. And the one with one buried it. Don't you bury your gift. Don't you bury your talent. You put that thing to use. I don't care. I don't care if it's one, and I don't care which one it is. Put it to use. And it doesn't matter what the gangsayer says. And it doesn't matter what the neighbor beside you says or the brother on the pew beside you says. Give it to God and let God use it, but don't let it be out of order. And brother beside them on the pew, it ain't your business how much they use it or they don't. This man has got the order of God upon him and he'll say when they can and when they can't if they're out of order. Oh, I didn't mean to mess up your theology, Eddie, you know. I didn't mean to mess up your little happy hunting ground and all that stuff. But uh, hallelujah, we got to let this thing be God-driven. It can't be flesh-driven. It can't be carnality-driven. It can't be according to your whim and your wisdom and your way and what you think works right and what you think ought to be done. It goes by the Spirit. Of, this is a Spirit-driven life. It's a Spirit-given thing. It come down from heaven. Man didn't have anything to do with it. And when the fullness of time was come Jesus came and when the day of Pentecost was fully come there came a sound from heaven man didn't have anything to do with it it was the power of God and it was the glory that was coming down for men to guide them and direct them and to make them overcomers in this present world that they could be a church that souls could come in and that they can be gleaned from the power of the clutches of hell and the destructive forces of this present world. They don't even know that they're damned in their heart and their spirit by an evil spirit. They don't even understand. Sometimes they're in church and sometimes they're doing good deeds and they don't even understand that the spirit of error is driving them away from God instead of closer if they don't seek God with a pure heart. Because you can get caught up in your doing and miss the work and the call and the purpose of God. I told him this this morning. I didn't know I'd, I'd get here tonight, but praise God. I guess all this stuff is on my mind. Anything I say, it kind of comes out a little bit of it. Just when you got you know, something like this on your mind, it, it just when you're talking, it'll probably come out. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, I can start talking about bubble gum. And after a while, I'll be talking about the Word of God. Because somehow another bubble gum fits with the Word of God somewhere, somehow. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. And so when I get to talking about the Word of God, Brother Moore, it's all just one big old one. Hallelujah. It's all just comes up and, and turns into Jesus. Hallelujah. Every bit of it from first from the first letter to the last letter. It, it just turns into Jesus somehow or another. So when I start talking about Jesus, I just get to going and everything in the book starts coming out. Hallelujah. Not that I know everything in the book, but everything that I do know of the book, sometimes it, it tries to come out. Hallelujah. Hey, well, praise God. Am I making any sense yet? And so God has given us the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And when He, the Spirit of truth, is come. Who is that? Who is the Spirit of truth? Jesus said it this way, I am the way, and ye shall... And the way you know, and the truth, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We read it this morning, John 1. And that life was the light of men. The light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. John was not that light, but sin bear witness of that. Okay. So, 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 so. So we say, so he says, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Now, I don't want to get sidetracked on baptism because I hadn't thought about it at all. But, you know, whoo, hallelujah. You can't be a part of this body without baptism. You know what that tells me? That tells me you don't get baptized, you're going to be lost. I don't care what you do. I don't care how you divide it. You try to sanctify it in your own mind and all that stuff. And, you know, and uh, you, you can just do whatever you want to do. You're not baptized. You're not in the body. You're not in the body. You're not a part of Christ. You're not a part of Christ. You're none of His. And you're not going to make it according to what this Word of God says. Now, Am I the judge of all people and say he goes to hell and he goes to heaven? No, that's God's business. Whether you think so and so, so high, hey, that's not my call. I'm telling you what the word of God says. You want to believe the word of God and be saved? Fine. If you don't, what can I do? I can put a gun to your head and say, get baptized. Get down in that bat- baptistry. And you go ahead and, because you're afraid that I'm going to blow your brains out and you get baptized in Jesus' name. Man, it ain't done no good. You may do it and you don't believe it. You didn't love him enough to take on his name. You didn't love him enough to say, I want to be a part of your kingdom. I want to be an heir and a joint heir with Christ. I want to be called by your name. The only name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. I don't, want to, I don't want to be identified with that. I don't know why I have to do it your way. Well, it's not my way. It's the word of God. I, I, that's not what I'm going to talk about. I got to get this done. Hallelujah. Help me, Jesus. And, and, you know, and then it goes on. It says, uh, it says, for the, by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free and have made drink of that one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not in the hand, I am not of the body, is it not therefore the body? And if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? And if the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? 
But now hath God set members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, yep, how many of you have seen that thing that they had? I don't know if it's a movie or just a drawing or what. It's just got, it's just a big eye. And it was a, a dude, a thing, or something, a blob, or whatever. That's a funny-looking body right there. Or if it was just one big old foot. Furthermore, <laughs> you look real funny if all you look like was a, one big old foot. Not two of them, one. One big toe and them other four little ones behind it. And that's all you were. You didn't have no eyes, you didn't have no ears, no nose. At least you wouldn't need any glasses in there, Ruth. Says some more, you wouldn't be able to do like this if you were just a foot. Think about it. You see how much sense the Word of God makes if you really apply it and just think about it? And so, but now are they many members yet but one body, and I cannot say to the hand. And so it says, nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble or necessary. And so... For our comely parts, let me go on down, uh, uh, have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, uh, that there should be no schism in the body, and that the members should have the same care one for another. Uh, let me read this a little more, because I feel like meddling right now, hallelujah. Uh, that there should be no schism in the body or division, right? No, no angst, no. But the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Now, one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. Now, ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. In other words, you are you are a particular member. And you have a particular purpose. Find out what that purpose is. Well, Brother Ford, I don't know how. You just pray. Just be that lady that he left his luggage. And he called his aunt, grandmother, or something, grandmother. She says, give me ten minutes. He said, well, I'm over here in this country, and I left my luggage. It's way back over yonder. It's, it's, they got it over yonder. She said, give me 10 minutes. She says, wait by phone over here, so-and-so. So he goes, and sure enough, 10 minutes later, that phone rings. She says, you go down this hall, gun turn right right there and go down here, go to this, and go to that door. Your luggage is inside. He does what she says, walks down the hall, goes around, goes around over yonder, goes up, and the guy's there, he says, uh, uh, I'm so-and-so. He said, this is your luggage? He said, yes, sir. He grabbed it and run because the plane was about to leave. That's the kind of God that you serve. That's the kind of vessel God wants you to be. That's the kind of vessel you can be. Don't let the enemy tell you you can't. You ever heard of saying can't, never could do anything? Yeah. 
And so we're reading. And if one member has, you know, good luck or good blessings, we don't have luck. We, we just have the blessings of God. That is true. Who said that? That's you this morning said that? Hallelujah. And I said, I'm glad to hear that again. Hallelujah. We're not lucky. We're blessed of God. God has called us according to his purpose. If you can't rejoice with your brother and sister when God blesses them, you better check your spirit. There was a time when the, when the folks who said, they don't follow after us. And they didn't receive us. And they wouldn't let you in. You want us to call fire down from heaven and have them consumed, Lord? He said, no. You don't even know what spirit you're of. And so it amazes me sometimes that we can, we can say we've been filled with the Holy Ghost, Brother Moore, and can have a mean, ugly spirit against human flesh. And want to destroy when God said, I come to seek and save. Because every single person that ever drew breath after the Garden of Eden was despicable and no good for nothing and had a right to die. And Jesus says, I'll pay the price. And God said, I will robe myself in flesh. To wit that God was in Christ Reconciling the world to himself. You don't reconcile it to the man Christ Jesus. He reconciled it to himself, to the spirit, to the God that created all things. He was in the world. The world was made by him and the world knew him not. Who was that? Anybody know? It was Jesus. I'm not pulling a funny trick on you. But the man Jesus had to die. Well, let me get off of that. Hallelujah. I feel like I have to, you know, you know, always, uh, you know, hallelujah, so that you'll know. But, but the fact of the matter is, if you have enmity in your heart toward your brother, your sister, or whoever it may be, you better get that stuff right. I'm telling you, you better get that stuff right. And if you'll pray and ask God, he will make you get it right. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm telling you, you pray and you talk to God. He'll make you get it right. Or you'll doom and damn your soul, yourself, to an eternal damnation. You can't blame anybody. Because our God is a what God? A holy God. Be ye for I am holy. That's why you get the Holy Ghost. And that's what it takes to have the gift of the Spirit to operate in your life. For God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles and gifts of healing, helps governments, divers, diversities of tongues.
Sometimes I think of, I think of uh, Sister Tammy just working and doing and helping and just doing, just doing the stuff that a lot of people, you know, may not want to do. Helps. Think about those that cut the grass. Helps. Think about those that help do stuff and decorate for having something back here and, and trying to just, you know, keep the gutters clean or whatever it might be. Helps. Willing to do, willing to just be a part, be a part. Brother Braden, I just want to be a part of the brotherhood. I just like to get together and let's just do something, you know, sometimes around the church. You know, I, I mean, uh, uh, most of the time I, I get to talking and just watch y'all work and, uh, and just kind of help a little bit. I get in the way a lot of times, but uh, at least I'm here and I enjoy the fellowship and the camaraderie of just doing something. Have you ever done, just done something with somebody and just enjoyed it? Ladies, you ever went shopping with somebody and just had a good time, really didn't buy anything, wasn't really looking for nothing, but just had a common interest in something, and you just had a good time just walking and looking and just, and just talking and conversing one with another? Me and Pastor Moore, we'll sit back here over a cup of coffee and just sit at the table. We ain't going to do nothing. We're going to sit down and drink coffee. After we prayed a while, and he's going to start studying. Usually on a Wednesday. Yes, yeah, usually on a Wednesday. But we're having fellowship. One body. One spirit. Oh, my goodness. All right. Hallelujah. I wasn't supposed to say all of that stuff, was I? Praise God. He said, are all apostles and are all prophets and are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? There's a bunch of other gifts. But the gift of the Holy Ghost and the gift of tongues and the gift of healings and the gift of any gift that you can name, the gift of the Holy Ghost, you got to have it first. And it comes, you guessed it, every instance where it gives all the details of what happened, they received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God spake through them. And the Spirit itself crieth Abba, Father. Because it's God coming through and speaking out. Because this is not something but. The tongue is a, it's a fire. It said it's a fire set on the fires of hell. It's the most unruly member. And no man can tame it. Guess who tames it? And when he speaks, he speaks perfect praise through you to him. All right, I'm not through. But covet ye earnestly the best gifts, but I show unto you a more excellent way. Now sandwich between 12 and 14 is a chapter on charity. It's a chapter on love. 
He says, and whether all of these things fail, he said, charity never faileth. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is, and thou shalt love him with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, with all of thy might, with all of thy strength. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of this other stuff will be added unto you. Love God or fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. So saith the preacher. Beloved. Let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So, beloved, let us love one another. Love is the perfection of the fulfilling of the law. Love your neighbor as thyself. The greatest of all commandments, the hero of Israel, second like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. By this shall they know you are my disciples, that you have loved one for another. So sandwich in between 14. 14 says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. 14 and 1. And desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. Yeah. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. But unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit. He speaketh mysteries. And so here's the thing that I've really been wanting to kind of talk about. Church, it is imperative. I'm telling you, it is a dire must that we pray in the Holy Ghost. And that we pray in the Spirit. You can't really pray in the Spirit until you get filled with the Holy Ghost. For the Spirit itself knoweth the things that we have need of. But we don't know how to pray for it as we ought. I read earlier in Romans 8. And so when God gives us the Holy Ghost and we would give ourselves to, 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 to prayer and to fasting and seeking the face of God... Invariably, God comes on the scene and points and times in our relationship with Him and causes us to enter into a place where we don't know what we're speaking and we don't know what we're saying and we don't even know why sometimes. But you've got to let the Spirit have its way at times and let God pray through you that He can touch somebody somewhere that you may not even know you may not have ever heard of them and you may never hear of them but that God and the Spirit can tear down the power
prince of the air and move mountains for somebody. But for the church, this body, this autonomous body, this group, you, me, us, right here in Bendale. We got to learn how to pray in the spirit. Because the enemy is not privy to what you're saying. He knows everything you say when you're praying with your own mouth and all the things you're asking God for. He knows all everything you say. And he's, you can just believe that he's putting things out there to stop what you're saying. But when the spirit takes over. He has no idea. God don't allow him to look into that. It's a place where you can't with God. Where he takes control. And you have no control. That's why you can't help them receive the Holy Ghost. If they get it any other way than when the Spirit gives them utterance. You are damning them to a life of mediocrity. And of a, a falsehood. Thinking they're a part of the kingdom and they're not. I, I guess I'm a, I'm a strange bird and a hallelujah and, I, and, uh, and all that stuff. And Well, Brother Ford, you just think God's all that in a bucket of cheese. Yes, I do. Hallelujah. Well, you think he's some this? Yes, I do. You think he's some? No, he's not some mystical figure. He's not some mystic or anything like that. Had nothing to do with that part of the world. He is a spirit. God is spirit. God is spirit. I said, God is spirit. I said, God is spirit. No man has seen God in it at any time. The only begotten Son, he hath declared him. That's why he could say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Why? Because. You look at what I do. You look at what I say. You listen to what I say. You see me. You see the Father. Ain't nothing else to see. You can't see him at any time. When you get to heaven, you're not going to see that spirit. Even when you get there, you're not going to see spirit. I hate to bust your bubble. You're not going to be so spiritual up there that you can see spirit all of a sudden. But you're going to see Jesus. <laughs> Jesus said, hey, yo, y'all, I'm in the room with you. Uh, don't be afraid. Hey. Don't be scared of me there, bro. Touch me. Spirit hath not flesh and bone. Go ahead. Feel it. You feel that? Right there. You feel that? Hey. Spirit don't have that. But I got it. I just come through the wall. I didn't open the door. I just come in and feel. I didn't need your help to do it. I didn't get your permission. Matter of fact, I didn't get nobody else's permission. I come into my own because my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. And I'm coming to let you know that I'm alive forevermore. I'm he that liveth and was dead. Behold, 
I'm, I'm, I'm alive forevermore. He said, but okay, okay. All right, don't be afraid. You got anything to eat? He began to eat some honeycomb and some fish. And he ate before them. And they knew and understood that this was the very Lord and Savior that walked with them all of those times. And so, it is with, with us today. We can't see what's in the spirit world. And we don't see the things that are on the tomorrows of our life. But we see Jesus. The author and finisher. Of, how do we see him? We see him through the written word of God. And the promises that he left us. That are ours to take and to behold and to experience. Every promise in the book is yours through Christ Jesus. Every promise. We read Isaiah 53. Have you ever heard me talk about Isaiah 53? Anybody? Have I talked about it more than once in the last year? Have I talked about it more than five times in the last two months? Yeah. Have I talked about it nearly every service? Uh, maybe not, but close to it. Why is that? Because it is the crux and the apex, the pinnacle, the top from which falleth from every direction all things of glory and of power and the exaltation of Jesus Christ and his glory and his might and his strength. It is the culmination of all things of salvation in this present world and a redeeming man back unto God. And so, let's go on. He said, but he that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. So, so Paul is saying, you know what? I'd rather, I want you to prophesy in the church. Follow after chariot and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you prophesy. He that speaketh in unknown tongues speaketh to God, not unto man. How being in spirit, he speaketh mysteries. And so he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, verse 4, edifieth himself. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. I would that ye all spake with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. Now, in a setting like this, if I get up here and I'm talking and I start speaking in tongues and that's and I just let myself go and I've got the gift of tongues and I just start speaking in tongues and I don't do anything else. You're just going to sit there and go, "Ooh, the power of God, he, he's, he's edifying himself and, and God's edifying him and he's just he don't care what we hear. And the unlearned that don't know and don't know this way, they're going to say, hey, that guy's mad. He must have drank some, uh, you know, he must have got bit by a hydrophobic wolf or a skunk. And uh, he's just going on and on. And so Paul's saying in the church, you got to let everything, and it ends with let everything be done in decency and order. But in the church, I would rather, that's why I'm talking to you the way I'm talking to you. But when I'm praying with people and I'm praying myself at home or here, I speak in tongues. 
And I got to where I don't try to curb it. Because it said, quench not the spirit of God. And I understand that sometimes God is using this vessel to pray in a manner that I don't know anything about for myself. And the thing that is on the tomorrow of my life, I don't know anything about that, but the Spirit does. And because them that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the... And if you can't let the Spirit, if you can't let yourself be led of the Spirit, then you're not a son. And that goes right on, that goes right along with, if you're a son, then you deal with chastisement of the father. And if you don't deal with that, then you're not a son. But you're illegitimate. Because your flesh is flesh. And God has to put a messenger for Satan to buffet you day and night, if it were. Hello? The apostle Paul had somebody to keep him Hey, when you think you're getting a little bit too big, I'm going to let this gout flare up or whatever it could have been. You know, his eyesight might have been poor, whatever it was. I don't know. But anyway, it could have been anything. Or Brother Bradley might give you another kidney stone or something like that, you know. And a kidney stone will get your attention, won't it? You'll call on God then. Might not have been calling on him before, but then it'll be turned to, oh, God, help me, Lord, please. Yeah, how, many of you, how many of you have, have, have ever had a kidney stone? Am I making things up? <laughs> Maybe we all ought to get a kidney stone. God put us in the altar. <laughs> no, I wouldn't wish that on nobody. I just, God, I'm just going to do it. I, I'll just do it. 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 If you want me to spend three days or three nights without moving, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I just don't want one of them. Hallelujah. And so I, I, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I'm going to try to wrap this thing up because we, we want to go eat. It's my pastor's birthday, my friend's birthday. Tomorrow he'll be 64 years old. Hallelujah. And, uh, and we want to celebrate with him that, 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 that goodness of God in his life. But he said, but I would that you all spake with tongues, but rather that you prophesied. Except he interpret. Greater is he that prophesies because we can teach a lot of people, Pastor Moore, and we can't teach. We're edifying ourselves and we're, we're, we're praying. We're praying in the spirit for God to move mountains. But that's when you're in your closet and you step through the door. Now, if you're not careful, your prayer could be a show. You ain't doing no good. I don't care how loud you get. You know, sometimes up here praying, I'll be screaming. I'll be laying my hands on it. God, God said, and, I, and sometimes I say, not by might, not by power, but I sure think it is. <laughs> if I say it harder, then it means it's going to be harder. God's going to work harder. No, it don't work like that. Brother Quinn, it just don't work like that. I want it to, but I want my passion to show. Does that make sense? I do want my passion to show in my praise and my prayer and my worship unto God. I, I, want, I want my zeal. He said, for the zeal of the Lord hath eaten me up. And he took a cord and he took that whip and he kicked over their money changer tables and drove them out of the temple because of the zeal of God's house. 
He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And you have made it a den of thieves. And so, so when our passion, it lets God know what our feelings are toward him. And so in our prayers and in our supplications, he says, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, 1 Timothy 2 and 1. Can you find 1 Timothy 2 and 1? How long will it take you to find 1 Timothy 2 and 1? 1 Timothy 2 and 1 says it like this. He says, uh, nope, it don't start with first of all, but that's what I want. First of all. There we go. On 2 Thessalonians. I exhort thee, therefore, I exhort therefore that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Tim, now I didn't give you the first chapter. I didn't give you the, the salutary thing to start with, greeting you and telling you what God wants. But now I'm telling you how and what needs to happen, in, first of all. So that you can set up this order of the church and, and get things and get the body of Christ and get it together and, and, and build a church where you are. So first of all, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself. And so, that prayers, that prayers be made. How many of you know that, well, let me read this. First Corinthians 2. It's 8 o'clock. 1 Corinthians 2. Uh, let's read. Let me just read. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom. And I think I read this. I declare unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or complete or I guess, mature, grown up. Uh, but I speak, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. So all of that wisdom and all of the king's words and the princes and all the higher upper echelons and the rulers, it, they come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Howbeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Got to have the Holy Ghost. Even the hidden wisdom, 
which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of the world knew, which one the, what would the princes of the world didn't know? What, what was it they didn't know? Uh, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which, well, had they known it, my speech was not, and my preaching was not with enticing words. Oh, you mean, could it be the word of God? Oh. Oh, oh. Which none of the princes of the world knew, or had they known it, for it is spiritually written, and it's spiritually discerned, this word of God got to have the Holy Ghost. You got to have the Spirit of God. I read it the last time. I, I can't go back on all of it, but it said, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit, it makes it come alive. The letter killeth, what? The Word, the letter. But the Spirit of the Word, even of the law, was life. It brought death, but in it was Jesus Christ which destroyed the yoke of the law that had us bound to sin and condemnation. And he triumphed over it and fulfilled that law that we couldn't fulfill. That's why it brought death. Was it evil? No, it was good and right, but we couldn't keep it. But we got Jesus, and we get it through him, and we're overcomers by him through him. And we live our lives for him. Maybe, maybe I'm on an island by myself. You're not excited as I am. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Hallelujah. It's God in a mystery. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard. Really? Neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things. You gotta have the Holy Ghost. You gotta have the Spirit of God. You gotta pray in the Holy Ghost. You gotta pray in the Spirit. He said, I will pray in the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will, I'm just jumping ahead and just finishing some of that in the 14th chapter. He said, I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. I thank God I speak with tongues more than you all and what he was telling you was there's an order of God and there's a right way to God but you're not going to take away by speaking in tongues because I do it more than any of you do it but I know when and I know why And you're not going to take away my joy in speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives me utterance. You're not taking that away from me. I don't care how sad sack you get and how you put me down. I'm going to let God be my God and I'm going to worship Him in spirit. Everybody say in spirit and in truth. 
But like Pastor Moore says, some of this stuff that you're hearing is just clattering the bells. Because if you hadn't found an altar anywhere, and you could just, all of a sudden, and you've been living like the demons from Hades, and treating everybody like that, and then you start speaking in tongues, something wrong with your spirit. Oh, well, I'm meddling again. I didn't mean to do that, Pastor Moore. I had them on cloud nine. Look at them. They're all so, whew, they can't hardly keep their seat. Looks like you got them screwed down to those chairs. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Are you listening, though? I'm just, I'm just fooling with you. I'm just fooling with you. I know you're listening. Hallelujah. How many believe that God wants to use you in the Holy Ghost? How many know that the, that the Holy Ghost has given you to profit with all? That, that the Spirit of God has given unto you for you to, to, for you to cast down imaginations and destroy every work of hell and, and to fight against the principalities and the powers of the air. But you got a, you got a weapon. You got a weapon. It's called praying in the Holy Ghost. It's called praying in the Spirit. It's called a thing that in the Spirit you speak mysteries and they don't know what you're saying. The enemy don't understand what you're talking about. But the Spirit knoweth expressly what you have need of and it'll make groanings sometimes you don't even say words. It's just coming out. And it's just coming out with big tears and crying and utterances unto the God that even don't even sound like anything. It's just guttural groanings. I remember, uh, it's just not been long ago that Brother Phillips preached a message somewhere. Oh, when all I've got is an oh. And he got to a place in prayer where all him and his wife could do was oh. Oh. He said that the thing they've been praying for so long God brought it to pass but it got past me and it gets past you and it gets into that place of intercession and I wondered and I searched and I wondered that there was no intercession or no intercessor that word intercessor is found once in the Bible in Isaiah but Intercession is found a few times. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. That's why you got to pray in the Holy Ghost. Am I making sense? Pastor Moore, am I making sense? You got to have the Holy Ghost to have the gifts of the Spirit. You got to have the Holy Ghost to be used. God can use a donkey, but don't be a donkey. God can use a rooster, don't be a rooster. But he got the message across. Hallelujah. Okay, stand. I'm going to get through right here. Hallelujah. I probably didn't get a lot of stuff said again. Uh, I, I, I just need about, you know, uh, I could probably get it all done and put it, maybe get it all said the right way. It needed to be said with a five-hour session maybe or something, but uh, we don't have that. All right. For one man knoweth... Now, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of, which is of God, 
that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things we also speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can they know them, for they are spiritually discerned. Luke 22, 31 and 32, it says, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. That thy faith fail thee not. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Back to that again. Somebody come to the piano. Let's have a little music. You know, uh, even Elisha had to have a minstrel brought one time so he could think about something to say that God was saying because God wasn't giving him nothing. Is that right, Brother Moore? God wasn't giving him nothing right then about the situation. He said, bring me a minstrel. And the minstrel began to play, and, God, and Elisha said, oh, the Lord is speaking now. Thus saith the Lord. I'm not going to get on the music stuff. Brother Moore done a good enough job the other night. Hallelujah. I wouldn't want to try to add anything to that. <laughs> Praise God, I might mess it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Likewise, the Spirit also, 26 of 8 of Romans again. Romans 8, 26. Helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. With groanage which cannot be uttered. For he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Simon, Simon. I have prayed for thee. That thy faith. Fail thee not. No, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. I'm sorry I left that part out. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, but when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he that knoweth, for who knows the things of God save the Spirit of God. And so today God is still doing what he done for Peter. If you'll just get in the spirit, God will pray through you for you and your loved ones. And he will send deliverance that only God can send and that only God knows. Jude says it like this. Beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. I need some help. Build up yourself on your most holy faith. 
praying in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not something that you receive and say, I got the Holy Ghost. I'm a child of God. You, you, you've got the wrong spirit. You don't even know what spirit you're of. That's good. And that is a blessing. But don't be tooting your horn that, oh, well, it's because I'm something in this act. No, 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 no. You're just blessed of God. Can you receive the blessing of God and be thankful and be gracious unto God for it? Rather than to think that you had something to do with it on your own accord, except that you just obeyed the, the word of God and the word of faith from a pure heart. He said, I call whom I will. And I choose whom I will choose. And I harden whom I will harden. I'm God. And nobody's going to ask me why. Pharaoh, you might want to let them go. But I've determined that I'm going to show how mighty and powerful I am to my chosen seed, Abraham's seed. And I'm going to harden your heart. So I can show my mighty power in all of these wonders through all the plagues I'm going to send upon you. You might want to let them go, but I'm not going to let you. God hardeneth whom he will. And so today, I said it this morning. On the backdrop of total annihilation of all of things of life but Noah found grace you better be thankful that the grace of God has come to your life and you're here and you're able to hear what I'm saying you may not understand everything you know I, I may be too down below and you can't get down to where I'm where I'm scratching but I'm just telling you you better be thankful for the grace of God that he's allowed you to know of his great grace and mercy that he allowed you to know of the truth of this gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it's imperative that we pray in the Spirit. Church, it's imperative that we pray in the Holy Ghost. It's imperative that we make intercession for those that don't know that they're outside of help. And that they don't know what they're looking for. And they're searching into all kind of things. And they have no idea what it is they're really looking for. But they keep looking. And they keep searching. And all the time, we have this treasure in earthen vessel. And he said, freely you have received, freely give. Cast your bread upon the waters. Let the world know. I hope that I've said something. Let's just sing a song. Let's, let's just sing a song of praise and of love unto God. And then we're going, Pastor Moore is going to have his birthday and, and, um, and we're going to enjoy each other's fellowship and the, and the, and the good knickknacks and stuff that they've got prepared back there. But, uh, but I'm telling you, there's nothing greater than the Word of God in your life. Children, listen to Brother Ford. You need to hide the Word of God in your heart. It's not enough for you to listen to it. You can listen to a lot of preaching 
And there'll come a time when you're going to hear one that's going to say something that's not exactly like it should be. And you're not even going to have an idea because you hadn't read it for yourself. It's no kick against it, and I don't have anything against it or any of that stuff. But when we pick up the flyers every Sunday morning, and I read what's on front, I'll tell the children, I says, see where this is found? Read that in your King James Bible and see how it sounds compared to what this is saying. That's why it's important for you to read, because some of the versions are really close, but they're not the same. And me... It's apparent, almost without fail, every time, just by reading it, I know. Because it don't sound exactly, it don't have that certain sound that I've always heard and that I've read for so many years. Not saying it's bad or not right, not that. It's just you ought to be able to know. Does that make sense? You ought to be able to tell if something is coming into you that's not truth. By the truth, don't ever say. Find the treasure in the field. Search it diligently. Children, read the Bible. Read the Word of God. And it'll guide you into all the truths of His glory. 